If we were to take some type of inventory of the most commonly heard gospel passages we hear in the course of a church here, I'm willing to guess that the Beatitudes, whether it's from Matthew or whether it's from Luke like we heard this morning, would probably take the cake. The Beatitudes is read every year on All Saints Day. It's also one of the options for both weddings and funerals. I'm willing to guess I go to a few more of those than most of you. So I hear this one all the time. And as often as I've heard the Beatitudes and heard this gospel, there's still something in it that I don't quite get. There's still something about what Jesus says that seems so paradoxical that it's hard to fully understand what he's saying. It's been said before, everyone, that the Beatitudes are the very crux, the very heart of Jesus' teaching. If we want to really know what does Jesus' teachings come down to, one of the most concise, short places we could look are the Beatitudes. The Beatitudes are meant, everyone, to be a kind of roadmap for Christian living, a blueprint of what our lives of faith are meant to look like as intended by our Lord. Now, what's maybe helpful for you, because it's helpful for me, when I hear the Beatitudes, is one of the words that we use is actually not the best translation. We hear this repeated, blessed are you, blessed are you, blessed are you, blessed are you. That word blessed, in its original language, a better English translation would be this, happy are you when, happy are you if, happy are you. The word happy speaks more clearly to our hearts that what Jesus is saying here in the Beatitudes is not just some kind of pie-in-the-sky vision he has. It's actually meant to be a way to happiness. So what Jesus is saying, everyone, is happy are you who are poor. Happy are you who are hungry. Happy are you who mourn. Now, if you're like me, you're probably saying, wait a second. When I hear poor and I hear poverty, I think of things like homelessness or some type of financial or even material poverty, right? How in the heck is somebody who has no home supposed to be happy? How in the heck is someone who might be strapped financially supposed to be happy? But Jesus is saying, happy are you when you're poor. The word poverty, what Jesus intends to mean, what he says even more clearly in the Gospel of Matthew, is happy are the poor in spirit. But that begs another question, right? What does it mean to be poor in spirit? It means this, to have a complete and total dependency on God. Not on stuff, not on people, not on status, not on things. Because Jesus knows, we know, how easy it is for us to, in a sense, find purpose and meaning and dependency on things other than God. And what Jesus is saying here 
is somebody who experienced true poverty of spirit, a true dependency on God, that without him my life lacks meaning, that without him I am nothing, that if I rely on stuff and things and status, that that's never going to satisfy because the heart was made for more. So what Jesus is challenging us to do, a good point of reflection, is where do I find my dependency? Do I find it in things of this world? Or do I find it rooted in my own relationship with God? We will be happiest, according to the gospel, when we recognize that we are poor, that we're poor in spirit, which is to say we're dependent on the providence and the grace and the life and the love that comes from God. May we be men and women. May we be families. May we be priests. May we be a parish that is continuing to grow in our dependency, not on the things of this world, but may we grow in our dependency on God in doing his will.